Um, you should marry her. Wait, put it on red. Who's putting it on red? Um, Alexa. <coughs> Turn living room light red. Okay. When, when I say turn green, that's when we go. Alexa. No, turn. it's it's turn red. Red means you're live. Yeah. What? Red means recording. <laughs> In recording yeah. studios. It means you're recording. Alexa, yeah. turn off living room right. See, IQ one thousand. Okay. <laughs> Turn, turn on living room light. That's actually smart. But it's still okay. red. But when it's off, that means we're not recording. <coughs> we're, we're recording now. Okay. So oh, so we're good. We're, we're live. Oh, we started. Wait, we're live. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh, wait, right. wait. Let me just put something Bow, up. chicka, bow, wow. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> let me just... This is really important. If you want free memes, you follow our podcast right now. You do it right now, and I swear, you will get free memes. You're going to do a meme? Hmm? You gonna do the meme? Um, later, after, after this podcast. <laughs> Pop culture over pizza. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, we got a, a full squad today. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we get into all of that, let me just remind you to subscribe to the Pop Culture Over Pizza podcast just by searching for that in the iPhone podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts, and please make sure to rate and review the show. Free memes, kids. And for free memes. So there you go. I am Walt, and let's get uh, let's go around the table. Who's up first? Elias. Uh, Gucci never Versace. Wolfie. What's up? I'm Fuego. I, I'm here <laughs> today. <laughs> that is our guest star. What's up, guys? ASAP Balrog. Greetings, this is Metatron. <laughs> I think I think Danny forgot. I mean, I'm sorry, Fuego forgot <laughs> that he's here. <laughs> you just blew up his spot not even five seconds into the podcast. <laughs> I guess. It's Fuego, all good. Fuego's our resident uh, Spider-Man expert, so uh, that should give you a little bit of a hint on uh, what we're going to be talking about today. So, With great power comes great Greed? Maybe, and I guess. Pettiness? Free memes. And free memes. Oh, gosh. Last, last week, it was Area 51. Now yeah. we're doing free memes. Yeah. And it's always, always going to be Gucci. Never Versace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about we get started with our geek yes, outs? Yes, I think we need to. So we're going to start our geek outs. Our geek outs are the things that... What's going on, Elias? Okay, Elias is, does not want to go first. Anyway, our geek outs are the stuff that we've been listening to, we've been watching, we've been reading um, from one podcast to the next. And who wants to start out with these geek outs? I think you should start. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I have been geeking out over a, a couple of things. I watched the movie 47 Meters Down on Caged. Uh, that's a pseudo-sequel to the first movie, which is 47 Meters Down. So in the first movie, it was about um, these two swimmers that they were taken out to the ocean, put in a cage, a shark cage, dropped down so that they can view the sharks, da 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 and that. Except the problem is the cage broke. They went down 47 meters, and they had to find a way to come up. So the second movie is called 47 Meters Down Uncaged. Guess what? There's no cage. Uh, okay? Instead, uh, what they do what? is that they have a cave that they go into, which is 47 meters down. That's just 
um, and there's a blind shark. I'm not going to get into it because it's totally weird. I will say this. It's an okay film. The first one was way better. This is a movie that if you're home, um, got nothing else to do, you know, you've seen everything that you need to see, and you have Netflix, go watch it. Otherwise, I'd stay away. Um, the second thing that I've been watching is Netflix Woo's Assa- Woo Assassins. Um, I haven't finished that. I'm up to episode three. Okay. But if you are a fight fan, if you are an action movie, action TV show fan, this is the show for you. Um, we are talking about... This, this show creates situations so that their characters can fight. So the story goes that there are five warlords, five woo warlords, and it's very Avatar Last Bender type because these, four, these five warlords each have an element. So you have a fire warlord, you have a water warlord, you have an earth warlord, so forth and so forth. And these guys, what they do is that they're basically bringers of the apocalypse. And there's one guy who's the Wu assassin who's supposed to stop him. The story is a little flimsy. It's not the best. But like I said, you're not there for that. You're there for the action. It has some insane fight sequences. Gabe, I know that you and I had a disagreement about this, but this is what Iron Fist should have been. Guess I'm going to have to check it out. So... (laughs) Like I said, if you're into fight action, if you if you ever seen the Raid movies, it, this is it, except in a series. So that's Netflix, Wu Assassins. If, like I said, if you're into that kind of stuff, you definitely have to check it out. Nice. Uh, I've been geeking out over uh, Gundam. Uh, I, um, so I'm in the process of moving. I'm like, well, I pretty much finished moving everything that I need to move. Still got to unpack. But in the process of moving, you find, like, little things that maybe you put away. And uh, I had, like, one of my Gundam model kits put away that I unearthed. And it kind of made me a little bit nostalgic and just started watching some old Gundam anime and stuff. Um, Watching um, Gundam Unicorn. Probably, like, you know, it's one of the newest uh, Gundam series. It has, it's on Netflix. um, Has the, one of the best animations of any of the Gundam series, and um, really good storyline, really good action. Um, it's a great starting point for anybody that wants to get into Gundam. Um, and I've also been geeking out over, uh, once again, House of X, Powers of X. What? But But we're going to give you a little bit of an update uh, on that a little bit later, so I'm not going to talk about it here. So that's pretty much what I've been doing this week. All right, who's next? Well... Excuse me. I've been uh, still turtling, turtling on uh, Dragon Ball. Didn't you say you were done? No, I I never said I was done. I was close to to done. 120, right? Yeah, it's getting close. Um, You know, World Martial Arts Tournament, Piccolo's there. It's going to be fun. Uh, The other thing that. We've kind of fallen off on it, but we have been watching Legion, mm-hmm. and it's still as psychedelic as ever. I love it. Cool. Nice. Yeah, that's basically what I've been geeking out on. Nice. Next? Who, who's who's got to geek out? Who's got to geek out? All right, so I just finished watching The Boys, 
and uh, I liked it. I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I know Wolfie and I disagree a little bit on the ending. Apparently I, I, disagreeing with a lot of people here. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it, 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 was, it was good for what it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I recommend it. Well, so so uh, it was our last episode, right, that we reviewed The Boys? Yes. All right, and normally we do a, uh, you know, eight slices kind of rating. All right. Uh, so how, what would you rate it? Uh, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, it was amazing. I'd give it a solid six probably. Okay. Still pretty good full-size pie. Right. And uh, not that they need any more promotion, but, I mean, uh, I think... Disney Plus put out like a little trailer of all the stuff that they're gonna have on their streaming service, and I'm freaking out over that because it's not until you see it all together in one compilation that you're like, oh my god, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I really freaked out over The Simpsons because I've always loved The Simpsons. So if they actually put the whole series on there, that's that I'm good. I'm good. Mm -hmm. The Simpsons. Yeah, because Disney bought Fox, and Simpsons is a Fox property. So dude. I thought that was. Are they going to have married with children? I don't know. I don't know oh how much to what extent uh, Disney has, <laughs> but just the addition of that, you're just like, wait, there's a lot of, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they put the X Men animated series on there because I have the DVDs, but it'd be cool to just be able to access that on my phone whenever see, you know. Yeah, I would love to see the X Men animated series all over again. So yeah, Disney yeah, Plus. I'm freaking. So. Ooh, oh you know, my god! Animated. You guys hear that Disney remaster the hint, animated hint. series. Hint, hint. But yeah, Disney Plus freaking out over that. It's going to be good. I can't wait to throw my money at them even more. All right. All right. All right so lately, I've actually been uh, geeking out over this new show that came out earlier this year. It's, uh, it's called Temptation Island. It's on USA. Um, yes, I am into reality TV, apparently. <laughs> um, but this is the first a reality TV show that I actually really watched religiously, at least on demand, since I caught up on it late. So pretty much it's about all these um, couples who go to an island. It's in Maui, apparently. And they um, are to become single and for like a month or so. And it's to test um, their relationship commitment to see if they're really meant to be together or whatnot. And Whoa. so a month would go by, and they'll, they'll be single and be, and be surrounded by a lot of other hot singles of the opposite sex and be tempted to do things, you know, and see where the that heck? lies by the end of the month. <laughs> what things exactly? This is like this Stranger like- things. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's one, th- that's one thing I've been geeking out on. And the other is um, on also a TV show. It's on the same channel on USA. It's going to be season two of The Purge. It is to come out in October. Mm. Same thing with season two of Temptation Island. So October is the month to look forward to. And uh, yeah, apparently The Purge season two, it's about what happens in between one purge and the following year's purge. So within those next 364 days, what happens exactly? How do the people react and what's their manner like toward each other during that time period? So yeah, those are the two things I've been geeking out over lately. It's super interesting. So, okay, so I haven't really been geeking out over anything, or if I have been, then I just don't remember. Um, yeah. And that's your geek out. Awesome. Good job. Next topic. <laughs> 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 but the one thing I, I barely, barely played, right, um, and I think Meta knows this, but I've been playing God of War. 
on PlayStation, the new one. Okay. And there's not really much to say about it. I, I would give it maybe six out of seven Dragon Balls. No, seven out of seven. No, six out of seven. Yeah, six out of seven. Okay. So how does that how does that translate into into slices, slices right? Because for those of you guys that don't know, usually this happens after he has like <laughs> strawberry milk. He starts kind of getting wacky, coming up with his Not own rating strawberry system. strawberry milk. Oh, no, I'm the strawberry milk guy. You're the chocolate milk guy. No, strawberry milk, but drugged. Oh, oh okay. Anyway. Please drop that. Moving on. Moving yeah, on. I'm, I'm going to drop that. But, um, right, so honestly, um, I'm just going to put this out there. I mean, I was pretty good at the game at first, but now I just completely suck. Why? You just need to stop underestimating your enemies, like yeah. someone I know. Yeah, I underestimate my enemies way too much. Like, I can't even enjoy my enjoy the game just because I'm, like, trash-talking them. <laughs> yeah, so... How do you right. give it a seven, seven, right. a 7 out of 7 if you, <laughs> if you can't enjoy the game? Yeah, but otherwise, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah, otherwise, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. How do you trash talk NPCs? Well, I mean... <laughs> yeah, take that. Take that, non-playable character. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, I've been wanting to play God of War, so maybe I'll pick it up now. Yeah. All right, and that's our Geek Outs of the Week. All right, guys, so ASAP Balrog here. Just about to hit you guys with some quick music news of the past couple weeks. So Taylor Swift has come out with her seventh studio album. It is called Lover, and it has landed as one of 2019's biggest sales in not even a week. And apparently there are a lot of Easter eggs in her songs lately that tell of a relationship that she has been in secretly for about three years um, already. And you know how her songs usually are. You know, they have to do with her, uh, you know, her exes and her past relationships and whatnot but apparently this one is very personal to her she says she owns this one and that like she is actually happy in this um new album of songs that she created so this one's just very very personal for her and another one would be rick ross's port of miami 2 or palm 2 so for rick ross's new album port of miami 2 well let's just say that this has been over a decade in the making because Port of Miami, the first one, came out back in 2006, and now Palm 2, or Port of Miami 2, is his, what is it, his 10th uh, studio album, and it has generated a lot of sales and topped a lot of charts. Currently, it is number one on the top hip-hop and R&B billboard um, chart, and yeah, those are two artists who have been making it big in this past couple weeks, and uh, just very quick final news in regards to music. Young Thug, in light of recent rumors um, from people saying that he is gay, he has confirmed on a radio show recently that he is not gay and that he is the straightest man in the world. <laughs> I say again, he is not gay and is the straightest man in the world. That, uh, that's right. You heard it correct. Nice. Back to you, Gabe. <laughs> Wolfie. Uh, thank you for that breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can uh, sleep easy now. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, so over here in comic news, uh, <laughs> I don't really know how to segue That's a great from transition. that into comic news. Um, Taylor Swift's Easter eggs, comic book Easter eggs, go. But Young Thug, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so two things. Uh, this young thug, Carnage, <laughs> came out. So Carnage number one came out. Um, it's a super dope uh, take on uh, Carnage um, so far in this kind of like new iteration. Um, it's kind of taken... It's, it's being set in the uh, Venom line as opposed to Spider-Man line, um, which is cool. And uh, it's, it's really, really dark so far. Um, it, I, I really like the take. I haven't kind of, I have, I haven't read a Carnage storyline in a long time, but this one seems like really dire, and it seems to be like a really, really big event that's taking place in the Venom, in the Venomverse, um, because that's a thing now. Uh, and it's gonna be taking place. I think the uh, whole uh, event's gonna take like six months, and it's gonna be across a lot of uh, titles. Um, I know that mm. Deadpool is um, one of the titles, and I think it's going to be crossing over to a lot of other kind of non-Spider-Man uh, um, titles as well and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see where that goes. And Powers of X uh, 2 and 3 also came out. <laughs> uh, we reviewed 2, um, but 3... Did, did we, we do two? Did we do two? No, I think we did. No, we did House of X yes, two. We did That's House right. Of X we did two. House of X two. So mm-hmm. in the time since the last podcast, our last episode, and and this one, Powers of X two and three came out, which is super super mind blowing. Um, and I mean I can't stress out enough how awesome it is, uh, and I'm not really gonna spoil as much as we've done in the last couple episodes with the issues, just because of some major major events that happen, especially in Powers of X three. So if you aren't reading along yet, definitely go pick it up. There's a huge like uh, event that happens at the end of Powers of X3. And um, if you are following along and you haven't read Powers of X3 yet, I feel like this third issue ties up everything that's going on so far between House of X1 and 2 and Powers of X1 and 2. It's been a little bit like uh, all over the place, uh, but sort of in a good way. There's a lot, a lot of setup, and I think we have a bit of a payoff um, now in three, outside of the major revelation of Moira as a, as a mutant. So, um, so definitely, definitely pick it up. And, you know, we've decided also that when the entire line is done between House of X, one, House of X and Powers of X, which are six issues each, we're going to have one big mega episode to talk about the, uh, the two lines as well as the future of the X-Men. So... That's kind of where we're at on comics so far. Sounds good. So now, getting into the news of the week, right? We have Mortal Kombat 11's DLC. We have Joker, Spawn, and T-800 Ultra Instinct Shaggy. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. No, no, no. No, no, man. I thought it was the big In an alternate universe, we went over this already. Yeah, we did. I'm I'm clearly having deja vu right now, right? Terminator, yeah. Thank so, <laughs> along with Mortal Kombat again, we have some uh, the movie cast for the new Mortal Kombat movie, right? Um, four. So we have Sub Zero. Um, Sub Zero is um. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, got Joe got Taslim, you. right? Who? I'm sorry. Joe Taslim. Taslim. Joe Taslim. And for Melina, right, we have uh, Sissy Stringer, who apparently is a newcomer. Um, Raiden, right, 
He is Tadanobu Asano. Um, For Jax Briggs, we have um, Mechad Brooks, right? Who was previously um, on Supergirl Mm -hmm. for the whole entire show. Yeah. And for Liu Kang, we have Ludi Lin, who's from the, the Power Rangers, apparently. Yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, um, the next thing, one thing that I know about this is that um, Walt has been waiting for this for a while, but, well, any 80s kids had, had been waiting for this for a while, right? Uh, G.I. Joe spinoff, um, which is about Snake Eyes. What? Yeah, so... Yeah. It's really kind of like the only character from G.I. Joe that anybody cares about, so... Yeah. <laughs> so very, very true. <laughs> uh, agreed, but... So we got casting on that. Um, the original... So Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians is going to be taking the role of Snake Eyes. And we also have casting news for Storm Shadow, who's going to be playing opposite him. And that guy is going to be... What the heck is it? From uh, Cinema, uh, Cinemax, there's a show called Warrior, and his name is Andrew Koji. Yeah. So he's going to be playing Storm Shadow in that movie. Mm-hmm. So we also had a wacky redesign that came out. Um, For PlayStation uh, 5. PlayStation 5. It looks totally weird, right? And that was released via patent documents. And the last bit of news, which is probably the biggest, well, one of the biggest piece of news outside of the main topics and that would be Avengers versus free memes oh my god okay that was that was just a bad joke do you right? mind X-Men like, X-Men really X-Men <laughs> Avengers versus X-Men is huge yep honestly and that's rumored for phase six yep so that is the news of the week and we're gonna get into our main topics um there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff that came out this week, um, particularly this what since Tuesday, right? Tuesday, everything just started dropping. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how Disney does things now. Well, it's not even Disney that I'm oh, talking that's about, right. yeah, because we had the other big news where we're going back to the Matrix. Yes, right. Yes, the, that is yes, that is huge news. Not entirely. Um, out of the out of the ordinary because they've been pushing that they're bringing back the original Matrix for another run celebrating their twentieth yeah. anniversary. Yeah, yeah, they are doing that, right? Yep. Um, so this is this is just a perfect tie-in to say, hey, by the way, watch the original Matrix. Hey, guess what? We're rebooting it. I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's odd because I know. I mean, unless Keanu and what's her name? Uh, Trinity, which is uh, Carrie, Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss. Like, I mean, they had a very, very public, like, hate for each other on the set. Uh, did not even want to work with each other anymore, but they were contractually obligated to. Uh, didn't speak to each other except for their own scenes. And so, which kind of came out in some of their acting, especially in the third movie, how stale their relationship came off as. I'm going to say this, time and money heals all wounds. That's true. You know? That's true. So, so what do you guys think like of that? Q, 
Keanu Reeves is also, I feel like, grown up a lot as a person since then. So I'm Keanu assuming. Reeves has always been grown. Okay, don't ever, ever, ever talk bad. Remember, about he's Keanu. breathtaking. I love that man. He's First breathtaking. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's also good news for another studio like Warner Brothers is what produces The Matrix. So with all that Disney news coming out, they're probably just like, we need to tell somebody something because people are forgetting <laughs> we, need, we exist. So we need to do something. Let's remind you. Like, look what Disney's like. Oh, hey, guys, Matrix is coming back. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. I wonder if they specifically, like, dropped the news because they knew that D3 was coming out. D23 was coming but out. But if that's the case, they got buried by D23 right afterwards, um, you know? If anything, I, don't know, I don't know if they got buried, you know, they, because if they came out, it's e- it's either come out ahead and then get buried by the news, but have your 15 minutes of fame, or get overshadowed and have nobody really care. See, they had they had one day, a one-day news cycle, and then... That was a big day, man. Yeah, <laughs> but, th- but now... All anybody wants to talk about is D23. I think what they should have done was let D23 come out, let all that that news come out and stuff, and then afterwards say, hey, by the way, The Matrix, we're rebooting it. I think they would have had more of a um, more of time to marinate with that news. Well, you know? it, it, it may have... Do we have, like, the release date for... No, the, we don't have... We don't no, no, have, no, 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 for the, uh, what is it, 20th anniversary of The Matrix that's coming yes, out Yes, we do. Um, give me one second. I'll, I'll look that up for you guys. But, yeah, we do have a release date that is... Hold, please. Hold, please. Hold, please. Because I bet that, like, it would make more sense... August 30th. You think they could have waited until no. then? No, 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 no. They did it specifically this week so that people would plan to buy tickets off the hype. You know, people are hyped up. People are, like, woken again. Like, I want to see it now more because I know there's going to be a number four. Mm, okay. So I think it was probably planned to do that so that they had have people one, actually showing up to the theater. One day of news That's cycle. good enough for me, man. One day. So what do you guys think of rebooting it? I mean, it, it seems... Is is it gonna be a continu- what do you guys think? Is it gonna be a continuation of of the original trilogy? Is it a reboot all the way? Are we gonna be going by the whole thing that there's different Neos and this is gonna be the next iteration of e- Neo? What do you guys think? Meta? Well it's like you wanna say something? Um I don't know if I'm understanding this correctly, but if you're suggesting there's a multiverse of Neos, I don't like that. <laughs> well, that was have in the, the movie though. No, I have. Okay. So I've seen remember, all three of them. All right, perfect. So then you you know that like the major oh yeah 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 there's there's a there's a sequence see this of is exactly why ones. he needs to see them. <laughs> but he that, needs to be in the theater to see. But that, that wasn't in the original. For, that wasn't in the original movie. That was in the subsequent movies. No, no, I know. But know? like, isn't it's it's the trilogy that's no? I think it's just the the original Matrix really? that's being released. Yeah. It's the it's the first Matrix that they're releasing because that's the twentieth anniversary of mm, that film. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so they're not going to be doing unless they do that later on. Okay. You know, right now it's just the first movie that wasn't explored. That wasn't explored yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, first yeah. movie. So I think that was in what in the second or third. I think of the third one. No, maybe the yeah. second. Maybe one. the second. I it was. Don't it was. Remember. It was in the. Uh, it was in the second one. When yeah, he because he went. He went to the to the, the guy in the room. Yeah, yeah the architect. The architect. You were probably like a seed. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do a rewatch yeah. on that thing. Vis-a-vis. Definitely. Concordantly. <laughs> vis-a-vis. Ergo. Ergo vis-a-vis. Concordantly. <laughs> I God. think what will... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go on, go on. I think what would be more interesting is because watching the first one, it's still very, like, 
relevant, but like one thing I read in maybe one of the articles I read in reviewing for this episode was that a good idea would be to like revamp it with like all of our modern technology. But it'd be interesting if this is a possible a possibility. You 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 put out the first one, but then this movie is gonna be the second one to that movie, mm. forgetting two and three. Doing doing kind of like what Halloween did. Yes, retconning, retconning, retconning everything. I think that'd be interesting. No, I don't know. That, that sounds weird, Danny. I kind of like that idea actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, the first Matrix was that just blew my mind, mm-hmm. and two and three kind of just took it somewhere else that yeah. you know i i mean i'd still enjoy the movies but you know i think one is it's actually a pretty good base and then it can kind of like branch out to different types of i guess alternate yeah i guess alternate universes almost and if they kind of do that like you said like with halloween like that i thought that was pretty cool what they did also absolutely it doesn't necessarily cancel out the other two it just shows like another possibility of what could have occurred mm-hmm. and especially with the way we have modern technology now like back then social media was not even really what well, we had myspace back then like yeah i don't think it people would think it be it would be as big as it's become so there's a lot you can play with I mean, with that, that also that's, that's kind of like the thing you know this it, it this is why I think this is the perfect time to bring back the Matrix because it could not be more relevant than now, you know. Because a, a social media, to me, in my opinion, is is the Matrix. You know, Facebook where, is the Matrix. You know, it's where everyone has like their avatar, their image, the one that they want to portray to everyone. You know, they put on only the pictures and you know the image that they want people to see. The clothes filters, that they want to see. bro, filters, just that in itself. You know. Um, it's and it's kind of like and and social media you can see, you know, very easily, very, you know, obviously, um, controls, you know, a major part of society, you know, which is why we see ads, you know, they talk about it in the Matrix, like you know, people being like fed, you know, what to buy, what to wear, mm-hmm. you know, where to work, who to like, how to vote, you know, that's so that's that's social media, that's the Matrix. You know, yeah, and absolutely. more and more, you're t- you hear about people like wanting to like come disconnect from social media. It's very much like you know, be unplugged, free your mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Don't know what that reference is. Oh Dude, we God. gotta we gotta watch the Matrix, man. You know what? Really I'm gonna strap you to a chair and I'm gonna tape your eyelids open, and you're gonna watch the Matrix. So what if I um? You're gonna watch it. That's like seven hours straight. That's doable. Absolutely. That's not doable. Your response should be, show me. What if, what if, I, <laughs> what if I, like, fall asleep while my eyes are open? You can't. You can't. But what if that was possible? I'll play Taylor Swift at max volume <laughs> to wake you up. But what if I listen or to Or Young music? Thug. Or, yeah. or young Whoa, chill, chill. What? <laughs> um, yeah, any other thoughts on The Matrix? By, by the way, I, I don't like the idea of... Stepping in front of, you know, two and three. I like the idea of, like, you know, I like to see a continuation of I agree Matrix. with you. Yeah, I, you know I, what I, mean? I think so also. Um, but in a way where, where you know, they, they do introduce a new version of the Matrix. It's got to be set in the future because 
if if I remember the last one correctly, it, it kind of they kind of resolved. They came to a an accord, like a peace accord, right between the humans and yeah. the machines. So I, I I feel like and and it plays perfectly because what this is twenty years later, they could keep the same timeline, have Neo and Trinity come back older, wiser, and stuff like that, and. You know, some somewhere in between the twenty years, there's a conflict that that's brewing, you know, and then there's a need for a new neo. I, I, I just I don't see how they could do that. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, there's got to be you got to bring back Agent so Smith. So the, the the architect and the machines, the the agreement is that they won't attack the humans anymore. Something something right? has to break that that piece. Um, yeah, no, know? absolutely, I think so, but at the same time. Um, Neo died. You but, know? Ag- but again, it's another iteration, so we don't know if spoiler it's the alert, same. bro. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's <laughs> dude. It's like fifteen years ago, <laughs> you know, twenty actually. Well, no, but, the the, the yeah, yeah, older yeah. ones. No, but listen, here's my thing. You know, like okay, so if it's gonna be another iteration, that's cool. You bring Keanu Reeves back, but why bring Carrie on Carrie and Moss if it's not gonna be the same timeline? See, now you blew up my spot. You know what I'm saying? No, that's true. Because you it's know. Neo, the, that's the one that's reincarnated, so to speak, right? Yeah. Trinity is not. Um, but then again, Trinity didn't die in the last one. So she's, she's still she's no, still she alive. Didn't yeah, she died. She didn't die. No. She did? Yeah. No, she didn't die. No, How did she, she not didn't. die? She got impaled. Oh, yeah, when they crashed. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. That's, no, but didn't he... Um, no, because he leaves her oh, no, after that's that. Right, no, that's you're right, thinking right. too. I'm thinking too. That's right. By um, the end of this podcast, Eli is not going to have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I know, because we're, we're revisiting everything and stuff, you know? The Matrix no, she, revisited. She did die. <laughs> there you go. Perfect yeah, she title, died. right? She died. So I don't know... Yeah, then I, I have no idea how you bring it Oh, no, you know Side what? Step. Because both of them died, then this has to be a new Matrix iteration. Sidestep. Or you start after one. Sidestep. No, don't sidestep. No, I like just the, press, the, two, just the, restart. the two and three. I, I like three. three. Just do a I, video game. Just lie. restart like the game. <laughs> you know? I like two and three. I know that a lot of people get got, like didn't like it, but I don't know. Maybe because you know it reminds me a lot of like Ghost in the Shell and anime. So the styling of those movies were no. The styling was awesome. I thought it was great. Um, I, I think as it, well as the story. I think I think it got a little wonky in the story. I, I think they tried to get a little too metaphysical when it when it came. That's when it came exactly to why I loved it. But I, I think they leaned in a bit too much for that. You know, right. like the first one had that perfect blend of sci-fi and politics, and and you know that whole sense of what is real, what is not. I think they did that perfectly. I think in the second and the third ones, they kind of went more action, right? And they tried to force those themes in a little bit too hard. It's still made for an interesting film, a set of films, but it wasn't as good as the first one. The first one, they did it flawlessly. I think the second and the third, they kind of stubbed their toe a little bit here and there. just because I'm curious now, I'd like to know what your ratings are for each individual <laughs> movie. 
for me, I love right now it. thinking about it just just based off of like. Well, memory. obviously, my thinking is not that great because no, no, I that's thought fine. Trinity just, no, was no, still alive. You know, I mean, what I'm just just on on your feeling right now. And then well, we're gonna have like a watch party, watch all three, and yes, then re-rate. I, it. I think we need to. Um, for me, The Matrix was a perfect movie. I I went into that movie. I remember I went into that in 1999. I went into the movie theater. I think I see it. I saw it like maybe ten times in the movie theaters or something like that. The first time that I went in, that was truly one of the movies that I actually walked out of that, and I was like, "Wow, that's deep." Like I I couldn't stop thinking about that movie for days afterwards because it's it was just so mind blowing. The the mm-hmm. premise of the whole thing. So for me, like I said, I, I'd have to give it eight out of eight slices. That, for me, was a perfect film. There was really nothing that was anything wrong with Number that. Number two? Number two is where it starts to, to fall apart mm-hmm. for me. Um, I, I, would go, I would go more halfway. And the same thing with the three. I, I'd probably give it four out of eight. Four out of eight for, for the yeah. last two. Not a bad movie. Not a great movie. It just right there in the middle. It wasn't... You know, the action was great. I just think the story didn't live up to that first movie. And I know that's a big, you know, a big... Um, Drop. Yeah, exactly, yeah. you know. That's just my, my take yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, of course. You know? Danny? Uh, I'm with Walter on the first movie. I, I was like 11 when that movie came out. And my parents are irresponsible and took me to rated R movies all the time. And I remember I made my parents take me, and then I made my uncle take me, and then my uncle loved it so much he took me again. So I saw it like three times in the theater, and for me, I I I was I'd never seen anything like that before. You know, just the special effects were pretty revolutionary, and honestly, more so than two and three. I think the special effects hold up on the first one more than the second and third. Mm-hmm. Like I think CGI was just starting to come into its own for two and three, so there was a lot more like like different techniques used like for bullet time like that whole thing was done with the camera yeah, like that was that was amazing and then i think with 2 and 3 they went more into like the cgi aspect and eh but i, I loved the first movie i thought i thought it was a it it could you could end it there and i'd be okay with it um 2 and 3 they got a so uh, wait just to go back 8 out of 8 slices on number 1 I'll give it seven and a half. Okay, seven and a half. Because the eight, eight for me would be a, would be perfect, and okay. for me it wasn't perfect. You know, okay. there were still little things in it, but uh, two and three just for me at least it, it almost became a little self indulgent. And it's like let's see how much stuff we can kind of just push onto these people. That that word that you just said, self indulgent, that is perfect. Right, that it's, is perfect. Like I was like, all right, cool, and they were like, hey, look at this, and then. I don't know. For me, it became something that grew into, you know, people were like, oh, well, it's a religion, and there were books written about it, and I was like, okay, yeah. It, guys, it was it was like one movie they made in the beginning. Like, um, I, Two, I do, I can say that I enjoyed two a little bit more than three. I don't know why. I just didn't really like revolutions. I, is there anything striking from three right now? If you just think back that you just did not enjoy or that you missed, maybe that will kind of tell us what. First, I, I mean, mean it, there was obviously something missing. I thought you. two was still kind of cool. I remember when I first saw two, I was like, "Oh man, that was awesome!" But like the more I've like I've watched it since, maybe not that recently, but I was like, "Oh no, I still liked one a little bit more." 
then three, I was kind of just like, all right, this took a whole nother turn. And I don't know, like the architect, like all of that, like, I mean, we joke about it, like (laughs) concordantly vis-a-vis and it's like, all right, we get it. You know, vocabulary. (laughs) And it's like, you know, I'm over here like 14, 15, like, and I got to go to the dictionary and look up these words (laughs) and like try to figure out what they're trying to do. And it's like, you didn't need to do that. Again, my opinion. I still need a rating, though. Oh, uh, rating I, number for, two. For two, I give it four out of eight slices. Three, three out of eight. Wow. I was not crazy about three. Okay. Uh, so I can never truly give anything a perfect score, but the first one, I'm going to say 7.9 out of eight. Because oh, what are there you are time. A pepperoni on the table? <laughs> Yeah. No, he's not eating the crust. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd say more the pepperoni. I always eat the crust, man. <laughs> um, there you go. I, there are just times where I just feel like, hey, do you want to see The Matrix? Let's see The Matrix. All the time. Yeah. The second one, it, it was good, but, you know, that for me, that was like a, a six out of eight. Okay. And then once you get to Revolutions, I'd say seven out of eight. Because one of... The one fight that I really liked was the fight between the Sentinels and those, like, uh, the Ellen Ripley-type mechs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so me and you were kind of more in line. Yeah, I liked uh, that. Okay. Um, I also liked the final fight with Agent Smith. Yeah, exactly. If you're a Dragon Ball fan, you like that fight. <laughs> no, 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 it's no? very CGI, yeah. man. It just, again. Uh, it For me, it... I think when I first saw these movies, I liked them a lot more than when I think I saw them later on. Mm-hmm. Like I said, certain movies hold up better than others. And I think if you, re- like I said, if we do a rewatch, well, when we do a rewatch, I, I, I know for sure that The Matrix 1 holds up better now than I think the other two movies. Both, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest, The Matrix Loaded had probably the coolest highway scene I've ever seen in my life. Right. Like, I'll give the it that. The, the Cadillacs. And right. the, oh my God. It was, it was that just motorcycle. Oh, like, it, was, it was a record breaking. Beautifully they shot. That, they built that highway just for that movie. So and let me, let me ask this wow, question. Wow. Really? I, I think that's insane. But let me ask this question. I, I think we're, we're, we're hitting on a theme here because, um, the first one we were already, we're all in agreement that it was a, a, a near perfect, near perfect movie, right? We're, the the issue we have is with two and three, and I think both me and Danny are more into the whole. The second one is better than the third one, right? The second one deals with more real world stuff than the third one does. The third one really gets into the CGI world of the machines. Do you think that that may be a reason why, you know, the third one doesn't hold up as well as maybe the second one? Because the second one, like you said. One of the biggest set pieces, the ones that I remember that movie most for, is that highway scene that was set in the real world. The third one, I don't really remember any of those those action scenes, and I wonder if it's because it's CGI heavy, where we're just in that whole machine world type of thing. I have my theory on this, but I'm a because you're, it's, you're directing this a little bit more towards Danny, but I, I have my thoughts on this. Danny, no, th- what, what this is a question open for no, everybody. I, I, but, I'll, I'll, I'll speak in, in a moment because my theory has to do with like how I rate the movies. Okay. So, you know, I, I didn't actually think of that, but now the, now that you mention it, I, I think so, yeah. like I feel like when it comes to practical camera stuff, if you can 
make a car flip and record that, it's always going to look better than you CGI a car flipping, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, obviously it's sci-fi, but, I, you know, there's, there is a, a bit of realism that I appreciate when it comes to filmmaking. And, and I think, in, like, when it comes to story but, as well, also, like... Again, I, I, I thought two's action sequences were amazing. Again, things I hadn't seen before, and I, I thought it was really cool. I enjoyed watching it, but I think I just messed it up for myself by rewatching these movies. But, <laughs> you know, like I said, upon the rewatch, I was kind of like, ah. Do you think that there may be an element of, like, comparing it to CGI now? Because then that wouldn't be fair, right? Right, and I, and I think that can also be the problem. Like, practical effects are always going to be... For me, it, they're just going to look better. And they're always going to hold up. Like, there was nothing... Like, we're never going to be able to compare that with, oh, look at CGI now, it's a CGI then. As opposed to, we made a car flip now, we made a car flip 20 years from now, it's still the same effect, so, maybe oh, a see, better quality camera. My, that's, that's where right. I have, like, take issue with it. Because they didn't just make a car flip. They made the car flip because an agent stomped on the hood of it. Like, how do you do that practically? I mean, there's still you. You can still add CGI elements to an actual shot of a car flipping. Mm-hmm. I guess. And yeah. like I said, it's like I feel like when you when you add too much of it, that's when you kind of get taken out of certain things. And yeah, like I, the third one dealt with all the machines. I mean, look, like he said, he's like we had the the Ripley robots fighting the the bigger robots, and you know. We, he made a comparison to aliens, and in aliens, that wasn't a CGI robot. A they had a prop, yeah, exactly. practical robot, and mm-hmm. that's what stands out. And even that reminds you of a past movie where they use something like that. I don't know. I still like I still like two better than three, but the first I, one. I, I think that's the general consensus with the with the world. But see, the way that I look at it is so when I saw the first one, I didn't see the first one in theaters. I saw the first one when it came to DVD. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I kind of grew up in a little bit of a sheltered home, didn't go to movies. Okay. I didn't go to, I didn't start going to movie theaters until I was, like, a sophomore in high school. Oh, okay. Stuff like that. So, um, and so I see it on DVD, and it was absolutely amazing, but that was my, my, my first experience with The Matrix. My first experience with The Matrix in a theater was um, two, right? Oh, so, man. Um, well, you say it, that like it's a bad no, thing. No, no, no. But, it, it, you know, it, it's a shame that you didn't see The Matrix. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the absolutely. First that's, one why, that's why I have in, to see this. In the thing. That's no, why so, I have to see yeah, this. Because I, didn't, I haven't it. seen the first one in theaters yet. But that's see, an experience, man. Here's my thing. Because because of, you know, I, I'm one of those, like, super nerds that when I fall in love with something, I have to, like, read everything about it. You know, it was never intended to be, you know, just one movie. You know, like or 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 three individual movies. It was all supposed to be just one movie, all mm-hmm. one one mm-hmm. thing. What what the uh, Wachowskis originally wanted to do, if I'm not mistaken, they wanted to film all three and then just release them year after year. But they wanted all three to be together. But Warner Brothers didn't greenlight two and three until the, they could see the success of the first one, which is you know normal. That's, good business that's, sense that's on how the it works. studios part. But they never intended it to be, you know three separate movies. It's all supposed to be just one movie, three acts, where the first movie shows the struggle within the team, the second movie shows the struggle within the society in the Matrix, and the third movie shows the struggle outside of the Matrix, which is why we have those scenes set up that way. 
you know. Um, that almost is an, a more interest, interesting trilogy than the one that we got. But that's but that's kind of like I could be wrong, exactly but what it is. I think they shot two and three at no, the no, same they, time. They yeah, did yeah, just yeah, shoot yeah, two yeah, and yeah, three. Yeah. They came out eight months apart. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it was still with like that intention that what you're seeing is, you know, the first one really dealt with just the struggle within the main characters and their interactions of understanding of Neo understanding what the Matrix is. Mm-hmm. Then they show the struggle of the society in how they're interacting with other elements of operators inside the Matrix, you know, um, which I think was what took a lot of people aback because I think when you go to watch something like a second movie that's supposed to be a follow-up to your favorite sci-fi movie of all time, you expect a little bit more of the same, although that wasn't ever going to be the intention in the first place. That makes sense. You know, and then if mm-hmm. you think about watching all three movies together, sandwiched together, as one whole movie, it makes more sense in my opinion. Because at the same time that we're seeing like the battles within the Matrix and two, you know, this is still a war that's being fought outside of the Matrix. So they they still have to show that element of Zion and the physical war that's happening. But it, but it's almost like the first one is tonally different from two and three, you know. So I think. You know, I, I'm going to disagree a little bit there mm-hmm. because I think if you watch them back to back to back, yeah. there's going to be a stark difference between the way the tone of the first movie as opposed to the second and the third one. The second and the third one, like um, Fuego said, they were shot together, so their tone is, is, is pretty much the same. The first one is so different from the last two that I think if you watch it straight through, you're going to see that there's that that if if you're watching it like autoplay, yeah. one right after the other, right after the, you can tell no, no, absolutely. where the first one but stops. But this is also where I, where I differ with you. I don't think that tonally two and three are the same either. I think that the tones were intentionally different on each movie because you get why, in three different perspectives. That? So like in the second, when we're talking about like the second movie, um, uh, tonally, what, what did you feel that the tone was I'm, of the second and, and movie. I, I'm going to apologize because I'm struggling to remember the second one. No, no, I think all one, of us are. You know? You know? Um, and, and that's that's just kind of damning that I can't remember the two and three, you know? I still remember the first one vividly. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Two, so two, two and three, if I remember correctly, two was just the... Just two. The, what, what do you think is a... Two was the struggle to get Neo, Neo's understanding of his powers, Right? If I if I remember correctly, understanding still, of his purpose, right? Well, yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. better yeah. better way of putting it. He was still struggling with that, and then you had that very very weird cut where at the end um, you had he was Agent stuck Smith, between right, yeah, yeah. He, and he they were stuck in that yeah, yeah, those yeah, weird yeah. bodies. And I remember being in the movie theater, and it just cut to that, and everybody was like, "What? Where, yeah, where's the rest yeah. of the movie?" You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? It was it was just a weird cut. And so, you know, it kind of continued in the third one where it's like, okay, now the struggle is not only finding his purpose, but he's got to get the hell out of where he's at, you know, and, and try and come back to the world to fulfill his purpose. But it was still kind of like uh, you're still running the same type of movie. It's almost as if they took a big three-hour movie, mm-hmm. cut it in half, and said, here's the second one, here's the third one. Well, I mean, that's exactly you know? what they did, yeah. I but know. So that's why I say it tonally it's kind of the same in that aspect because it really is, if you look at it, one movie 
chopped in half. Uh, I think, I think you might be confusing. Like, cinema. we definitely need to rewatch it. Yeah, I, I, you know what? See, I see, think I think we know, do because, because I, like I said, thing, I'm struggling trying yeah, to remember see, with a lot thing, of stuff for two and three. My thing is that in in the other aspect, the other understanding for me, at least as far as the movies goes, that it's the telling of life, right? So like. Matrix 1 is the discovery stage of a child. You know, everything is brand new. Everything has to be taught to him, which is why everything is being explained to him from the beginning of the movie to the end. Mm -hmm. Number two is adulthood, where he has matured into the person that he is, but he still doesn't understand all his capabilities. Debt, paying taxes. Yeah, debt, paying taxes, all that stuff. Being in debt. You know, um, and also the same struggle that a lot of us have as adults is trying to find ourselves and figure out what the purpose and meaning of life is. Whereas number three is the third stage of life, which is death. Accepting what your purpose is and accepting that death is inevitable. You know? I, don't, I don't remember Neo and Depends and stuff, but that's just... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's no, what but I, I think... But like, no, I, I agree you know, with that. So that's why I say it's three different tones purposefully. You know? There's the... Uh, first movie where you you're naive and don't know anything. Second movie where you think you know but you don't know anything. Third movie now you know and you have to accept the. But but is that tone or is that philosophy? It's philosophy. philosophy it's movie. obviously philosophy. You know? But I, I think that I think you just explained why the first one is my favorite because <laughs> I think I'm still pretty naive and don't know what's going on yet. Well, I mean, you know that, that that's why I think that it has to do with that. All of that has to do with the tone because in the tone of the first movie, in the scenes and everything, like everything was you know the classic uh, Keanu Reeves like whoa, you know what I mean. I know Kung Fu. Right? And then the second Show one, me. the tone was chaotic and compressed and, you know, uh, just, you know, definitely difficult to understand, which is why I needed to watch this movie like a hundred times. You know what I mean? But then the third one, the tone of the third one was very dark, you know, because very early on, Neil knew what he had to do. And he explained it to everybody, like, mm-hmm. I have to take a ship and I'm not coming back. And if you, if you kind of have like any emotional attachment to Neo, you're watching that whole third movie in a dark tone. You know, you that's know, different from you the know where it is, you know? where he's ending. Yeah, he's exactly. End so that's why I, I think that like each movie has its own tone. You know? Okay. I think it's set. We definitely have to watch all three movies and we'll come back with a final grade. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Cool. So I'm down. All right. Sounds like a plan. So... We're going to step out of the Matrix, and we're going to head into the Sonyverse, Spider-Verse. Nice, nice segue. There you go. I'm king of segues, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've been knocking them down the last two episodes, right? I'm going to buy you a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still make those things? Yeah. They're probably really nice, too. But they, did, you know, did you know that the, uh, the inventor of the Segway died on a Segway? Get out. Are you That's serious? No, I didn't. That's awesome. <laughs> no way. Hold on, hold on. I got to verify this. But if I'm not mistaken, I think the owner of the Segway died like... <laughs> hold on. He, let me, let me he, verify. Please, please, please do because... That, that he is, is the living embodiment of live by the sword, <laughs> die by the same way. Like You look up irony. <laughs> His face is on there. You know what I'm saying? Story. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway, while Wolfie... Furiously looks yep. on. No, I got it. I knew that it? the reporter's right because this is before the time of TMZ and fake news. 
I read this in like the New York Times. The owner of the Segway was riding a Segway and he <laughs> fell off a cliff. <laughs> Why did he fell yeah. off a cliff? Yeah. I thought you were going to oh say he got hit by goodness. a car. No, was he, he was riding it. Yo. And he just, I guess, didn't know how to stop it and <laughs> fell off a cliff. <laughs> Wait, did he miss the cliff? Did uh, he not see the cliff coming? I do. Oh, it's not like I the subway know. goes that know. fast. That's and I could just really fast. But you could jump off of it, right? I suppose so. I, I don't know, man, but he died falling off a cliff. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. What? Yeah, I remember reading it. I was like, holy crap, not buying a subway. That's the way to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So we won't, uh, we don't, we don't acknowledge subway here. We don't, we're not proponents of it. I, I don't died, even know where to go from here. Died at this point. after riding one of the scooters off a cliff into a river near his Yorkshire estate. Wow. Oh, so the segue didn't kill him. His inability to swim did. So that's his own fault. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Segway, send us a free segue. <laughs> <laughs> segue plug. All right. So segueing so, from the segue. We're going to segue back into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, let's go ahead and swing into things. Oh, look at ah, that. Look at that. I got am, segues, am I, too. Am I, am I passing the title over? Pass the torch. There it is. There uh, it is. Swinging over to Danny. Um, what do you think Fuego. of this crazy... I keep calling it Fuego. Okay? Come on, man. Spidey. Spidey-Man is the name that I want to give him. Spiderman? <laughs> Spiderman. Wait, who's Danny? Spidey-Man. Uh, well, what do you think Spider-Man? of this whole story? Spider-Man. Of Does Sony, a spider can. Sony denying <laughs> Disney slash Marvel spins uh, a web. Son of a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- there's a lot. There's a lot being said, and it's like a lot of he said, she said right now. Or wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay. Let's let's. Whose frame fault this? do you think it is? Wait, wait, start. start, oh, wait, wait, start. Sorry. Let's let's frame it. What exactly happened? Go for oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, so um. We we all know that that Sony what was it 2016, I believe 2015 yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016, Sony and Marvel came to an agreement where they were going to um, basically loan Spider Man back to the MCU, yeah, um, where rights, he belongs, where he belongs, and and again this stems from back in the 90s when Marvel was going bankrupt they had to sell a lot of their IP to different places so Fox um, got the X Men and. And Fantastic Four, Sony got um, Spider-Man and their their his pantheon of characters. Universal got the Hulk and stuff like that. So there, there was stuff all over the place. Um, so in two thousand, either two thousand fifteen or two thousand sixteen, they came to agreement where um, it was supposed to be what five percent of first dollar revenue and merchandising costs go to Marvel, mm-hmm. and you know Sony was still going to do it, but it was going to be under the 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 leadership, the the overall so, by Kevin so, Feige, right? So Marvel has full creative control. Right. It's their and story. Sony has distribution, distribution rights. Control. Exactly. Yeah. Which is which is brilliant. Like it's yeah. like you know, right there Sony's like that's the thing. Sony wanted the money. That's what you got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sony it's pretty much like we're gonna put out a, any of the effort. Right. We're gonna put out a couple great movies for you and you're gonna get all the money for it. That's it. Except for five percent. Ninety five percent of all the money is gonna go to you, Sony. And you don't have to do anything. So, Spider-Man: Far From Home came out. Um, it's a billion-dollar property. It's actually their highest-grossing film that Sony has, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, Disney probably, while striking the you know striking the iron hot, said, "Hey, guess what? Let we're almost at the end of this relationship, this contract that we have, this agreement that we we brought into place. Let's renegotiate." 
Okay, let's let's start and let's think about the future. And so the reports have it that Disney came back and said we want fifty fifty, you know, um, yeah. an even share. There's another report out there that they were only wanted thirty percent, and so. Sony walked away from it, and I don't believe that Disney came back with a second offer. So that's where we so, are with this. So we have one report that says, supposedly from Disney, that they were asking 30-70 splits, and right. he gets 70. Mm-hmm. Sony was the ones that put out saying that Disney wanted 50-50. And Sony is also the one that put out that they said that they were cons- that supposedly Disney was concerned that Kevin Feige was spreading himself thin, and that they really wanted him to focus on the X-Men and the Fantastic Four going forward instead of Spider-Man. So, um, Yeah, which sounds ridiculous to me, that supposedly Disney doesn't want Kevin doing something. Right. And that they would tell Sony, like, oh, hey, you know, we don't really want Kevin doing this stuff anymore, but we still want to get 50-50. Yeah, I don't know, Sony. So what are your thoughts? First of all, whose fault do you think it is? Corporate greed, number one. Correct. It's like you're never doing anything. Like any fan is going to say, yeah, keep him there. Like, why would you? Like, it's. I think a lot of us can agree this is probably one of the best iterations of Spider Man we've ever seen on film. It's awesome to see him with the other Marvel characters because that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, and he's I so embedded in the MCU. Right, now. he's so well, he's, he's in there. He's the new Iron Man, essentially. He's the new Tony right. Stark. Right, that's what he's they were the trying new... to build up with yeah. Far From Home that, you know, he didn't want it, he didn't want it. Oh, guess what? You're kind of the new Tony Stark, you know, all that stuff. Um, whose fault it is? I mean, I, I think until we know fully the full story, because again, it's like, right now it's he said, she said. But at the end of the day, I feel like Sony's the one who still has control of Spider Man. Like, they're still the ones who are like, well, no, we're walking away from this. Like, Well, it, it behooves them because they're, they're creating this Spider-Verse uh, on the outside. And the Spider-Verse kind of doesn't work if you don't have Spider-Man. Right, exactly. It, you know what I'm saying? So you have Venom, and a lot of people were critical of Venom early on because they were like, well, how do you have Venom without Spider-Man? And so the next one is Morbius, I believe, is the next yeah. film in that Spider-Verse. And then, um, you know, Venom 2, you probably, it's, it's probably green, greenlit already. Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, they already have the director. And yeah, exactly. So. I mean, honestly, like, it, it received a lot of uh, critique. But the big thing about Venom was it made a lot of money for it them. Did. So it, it, to them, it kind of showed, oh, maybe we can do this on our own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of a double-edged sword here into the Spider-Verse. Which was got a critical acclaim movie. and it made money. And it true. really just said, oh, you guys can, look, look what we can do. We can do this too. It's just. But wait, does Sony have creative control? Did Sony create? Uh, yes, because it was their animation studio, mm-hmm. which I guess Disney. But creatively they, they did that? Yeah. The, yeah, the, okay. directors, the directors actually wrote the film, um, Phil Lord and, and, okay. and Miller. They're the guys that did the, the Lego movie. Okay, okay. Oh, um, right, 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 right. And so Sony already has them pegged to do more projects yeah. within the Spider-Verse. Look, I, I think that, like, I think that, like, you know, they, that, that Spidey can live in both universes. I think that, like, they should have some sort of split rights where, like, Sony, you can do your own Spider-Man stories. And Marvel can do their Spider-Man stories as long as they don't step in each other's stories. Because that's kind of how comic books are anyway. 
you have one department that works on Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, but whenever they use them, let's say for Daredevil, it doesn't impact. It doesn't have to impact Spider-Man's storyline, you know, things like that. You know what I mean? Like they can still tell stories without impacting each other. Well, for me, um, even though this is nothing to do with what you just said, and I know that Walt wants to say that, right? I honestly, <laughs> I don't really know if I want Sony taking control over Spider-Man because I feel like even though they're good at animated movies, animated Spider-Verse movies, I don't think that it's, I don't think that live action Sony Spider-Man movies aren't going to work. Honestly, because then you, you have Venom, which basically shows that even though even though they're good at animated movies like Spider-Man Into the, into the Spider-Verse, which, by the way, I, I just want to put this out there, I absolutely love that movie. Eight out of eight uh, slices, but I just feel that if they're going to take over the MCU Spider-Man, I mean, just stick to, just stick to animated movies. Really. Um, or the the other thing that they can do, and and I, I think it's going to be a little difficult having Peter Parker being both the Sonyverse and the the Marvel Studio MCU, because you know the MCU stories they're very tightly intertwined with each other, yes, right? Yes. Yes. And so you know it, it would be a little difficult for them to you know have Spider-Man kind of pull him out of there and not being able to reference anything that's happening in, in, in the MCU. Like, for example, the MCU dropped the thing where his his um, identity was, was revealed by... Um, that's true. You know, that's not something that they're probably going to be able to bring into the Sony-verse. My suggestion... Yeah, but Sony's going to have to do it too, though. You want to know why? Because even if Sony takes full control, and Danny, you correct me if I'm wrong... Like, wouldn't it be ridiculous for them not to now have to play off of that? How does it? How does? How does that bombshell get dropped in Far From Home, and then the next Spider-Man movie, nobody knows that it's Peter Parker. Exactly. Oh yeah. They, well, you they know? can't do that. But that's what. That's what I'm. Th- this is what I'm still kind of confused about because now they're saying that the There's next two Spider-Man movies are don't belong to the MCU anymore. When I originally I thought. They had control over two movies. Though. Yeah, I think I think so. And and supposedly there was something on on Instagram today, and I I wish I had the article in front of me. They're still writing the third one, so I I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I have a simple solution for this, really. If if they want to have a Spider-Man in their universe, let that Spider-Man in the Sony universe be Miles Morales. It doesn't have to be Peter Parker, right? You know. Yeah, but then, but then, how do you have like the Venomverse with Miles Morales? That doesn't make too much sense, because no. then that well, kind of like gets away from like, you know, the 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 symbiote, like. Well, the Venom, you know, the Venom, you know, it, it was light, loosely based on the Lethal uh, Protector yeah. storyline. No, no, I understand that, but still, but like, they still have to explain the origins of like why. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Just, just get another Peter Parker in there. Keep keep the MCU Earth six one six and and Sony's got their own little universe which they're already playing with which with this whole a, multiverse yeah, thing. It's not a bad yes, idea. Yes, it's either, confusing, right? and I guess yeah. everyone kind of gets what they want. So let me ask you this: just buy Sony Disney, just buy them, please. Okay. Elias, please. Um. Well, 
You know, in the Venom movie, they never really mentioned anything about any Spider-Man. So you you can't you can't really just assume that it's gonna be Peter Parker because you know you could have venomized Miles, Miles Morales for anything. Well, but the thing is that then you then you're changing the comic book story, so and that's do, never a good idea. Bring the Spider Verse to live action then. That's that's but the, even the other but way even if you bring the Spider Verse to live action, it still doesn't change the fact that like no, but Venom and the and the uh, symbiote came through. The well, Peter Parker six one six Earth. Yeah, but you you, you can't know. tell that story now anyway because you know they already did the Venom storyline. Yeah, so you know? Venom already exists. So, like he didn't go to Peter Parker yeah, first true. type of. It's just it's 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 quite a web they've spun no, here. But you, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that like I think I, even though they changed the uh, my origin, the I think it's still they can kind of recon it by like you know they can go into like how he's like a spider like. Being by, by saying like the reason that Eddie Brock was run out of New York is because of Peter Parker and Spider Man. Yeah, and that's, that's how, how that... he like you know they can definitely do it. I just don't see how like it would be Eddie Brock and Miles Morales. So, remember that that symbiote had to travel. So I I'm, I my guess was that's how they were gonna be like oh that... maybe he had a pit stop in New York because you know it came all the way from. Wherever well, the, the, old lady. Like, yeah. the thing is, Eddie Brock in New York still has to play because they they talked about it in the movie where like right. he run, he, he was can't hate Peter Parker York. if yeah. he doesn't. Well, he doesn't get run out of New York if he doesn't hate Spider Man. Actually, um, I've been seeing this a lot on Instagram, like uh, trail fan trailer fan made trailers of live action Spider Verse, right? But it could actually work. What if they bring in like Tobey Maguire? Into the Spider Verse. If if it was in, if it was with Disney, I think Toby would do it, and I think Disney could do it, but I don't think Sony can. So, so let me ask this question because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this. Um, and this will be quick. The, the MCU version of Spider Man. Um, we all love the MCU version, right? Yep. Um, but is it really truly the Marvel Comics version of Spider Man? Because in that one, right, Spider-Man is, is more of a kid. He's down on his luck. He, he never gets any, you know, his, his relationship, the defining relationship in the comic book version is Uncle Ben. In the MCU version, it almost seems like his defining relationship, Uncle Ben is just a, a, a passing thought. It's Tony Stark. And he has a lot more advantages in the MCU than he did in the Marvel Comics storylines. You know, over there, he's always wor- worried about rent. He's always worried about, you know, where's, where's his next meal? He's got to sell, you know, photos just to, you know, pay off whatever he needs to pay off. In this one, in the MCU version, you know, he, he seems pretty well off, right? He's living with Aunt May. There's, there's no worry about where his, the next paycheck is. Not yet. He's still a teenager. True, but right. but even even in if you know you look at all the other stuff, they were always struggling. This MCU version of, of Peter Parker isn't. And as a matter of fact, like I said, his defining relationship is Tony Stark, not Uncle Ben. So, but Danny, it doesn't 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 Peter Parker kind of create that relationship in Civil War? With uh, Iron Man and Tony Stark, yeah, and 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 that's where I think like when you say what's close to comics, what's close to what we know, 
like for me, I was I was okay with uh, certain aspects of the old Spider-Man films because honestly, like my first real introduction to it was that animated series. And in the animated series yeah. in the '90s, like we didn't get that was Starfire the, and Iceman. No, not that one. Oh, okay, that I'm was talking, mine. <laughs> I'm talking about the. Oh yeah, that was actually sorry. <laughs> the wrong one. That spider blood, spider blood, oh, radioactive. Yeah. That was that was my introduction oh, yeah, yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there, you know, he's yeah. he he wasn't in school. He was already an adult. Like he was still having those struggles. And and I think that's what the MCU was going to start doing by with that reveal at the end of Far From Home, where you know no one no one yeah. no okay. one really hated Spider Man. Every he was the hero, and you know classically he's supposed to be hated and you know that big reveal with with jameson like show like like look what he did and we were just gonna start to see him struggle and that's what's i think frustrating but i think it was a nice little change they did to have him liked first so he can get used to that and now we've added this new element of oh it's different when people have hated you all along than when oh people loved you and now they hate you and I think that would have been a nice struggle to see. No, you know, I'm, it's going to be a nice struggle to see. They're going to work this out. It's going to be fine. I, I refuse so. to just be depressed by this because it's, it's so frustrating. But, you know, I, I think that those are the elements they were going to start touching on where, you know, maybe all his money's taken away now that he's a criminal, according to people, and, like, everyone knows who he is. So now, that's, now it's really just... They opened up a very big win, like a window to so much possibility and... This whole deal is taking that all away, which is why I think they have to work something out. They do. They it just it doesn't make sense financially for them not to. I think because of you, which kind of represents the average Spider-Man fan and how the average Spider-Man fan feels, is how Sony's going to angle Disney and be like, no, keep it at ninety-five because your fans need this. Yeah, I, I mean it's good leverage to have. Yeah. Like I, I don't think either. Co- I think they're just trying to play chicken right now and see who who budges first. And I because mean, Sony's there, in control, two ways that this is gonna happen. Either 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 Sony Sony's gonna stick to that ninety five point five uh, ninety five versus five percent. Those Disney is either gonna have to accept it or buy Sony out. That's the only t- the only two ways that's gonna happen. Well, actually, it's gonna it's the Spider Man um, deal is gonna have to be like. It's going to have to come back at one point. It's going to have to happen at one point because you have, like, it's going up to phase six, right? So We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And and the whole thing is that he's very intertwined in the MCU. You know, a lot of the storylines, you know, start with him. Well, I I wouldn't say a lot, but he's, he's an important character in the MCU. You know, like you said before, yeah, he was build to be the next Iron Man and they even had that one little scene you know in Far From Home where Happy Hogan was checking him out tinkering with the Iron Man stuff and it was just like like, oh my god this is Tony Stark all over again you know Um, I don't know I don't know we'll we'll have to sing so we're gonna move on to D23 news but before we do we're gonna say goodbye to Danny Fuego yeah Fuego Uh, duty calls Green Goblin's attacking. Sometimes you just, you got to go. 
Um, before I go, though, uh, I think you're going to post. Can you post a picture of the sneakers that I wore? Absolutely. So, uh, Just to show you how big of a fan he is of uh, Spider-Man. Shout out to Stomping Grounds on Instagram. He, uh, these are custom Air Jordan 1s. Uh, oh, Spidey right. style, and uh, they're beautiful. Check them out. He does good stuff. Uh, all right, Spidey out. Godspeed, Spider Man. All right, guys. So this concludes part one of episode seventy of the Pop Culture Over Pizza podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to tune in to part two of this same episode where we talk about D twenty three Star Wars and its future in a galaxy far, far away. Woohoo! Later, peeps.